oh, oh, it's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's got to be Dr. P on the pod. Hey, that's right. We've made it to another Thursday. And I'm glad about it. Ha <laughs> ha. I am glad about it. There is a lot going on here at the Bomb in Gilead. Whoo. If you have not registered for Healthy Churches 2020 Conference, November 19th through the 22nd, you might want to get on it right away. Man, we are filling up. We're going to be sold out. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm telling I'm not joking. I'm not joking. We're going to be sold out and you are going to miss. Mm-mm. Not only you're going to miss the, the some of the most renowned public health leaders talking about health and issues that affect African-Americans. We're going to be talking about asthma. Now, everybody who suffered from asthma or you got a child or you know someone in your family who suffers from asthma, that's a topic we have not discussed before. And we are taking up the issue of asthma, as well as we're taking up the issue of amyloidosis. Ah, how many of you have heard of amyloidosis? Well, it's a genetic condition that affects African-Americans, and most times it is misdiagnosed. So we're going to be talking about amyloidosis this year. Oh, and we're going to be talking about mental health, stress, oh, trauma. Everybody raise your hand if you got too much stress and too much trauma in your life. And these are some traumatic days we're living in. And uh, we're excited that uh, Dr. Kalita Forbes is coming back and Father Paul Abernathy is going to be with us again. And then we have some new folk who are coming. Oh, and guess our guest artist is Israel. Ha! Did you... I know you're asking, did Pernessa just say Israel? Yes. Our guest artist this year will be Israel for our Best Practice Awards Banquet. And we're going to be announcing our Best Practice Awards winners in a few weeks if we haven't done it already. Well, listen, listen, I'm just excited. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go register. HealthyChurches2020Conference.org. O-R-G. If you registered, you haven't gotten your hotel, you need to go and get your hotel because, you know, we run out of hotel rooms. And then y'all be calling me. Hey, Pernessa, you know, I was coming with the hotel say they don't have no more rooms. And, you know, I was coming. Well, come on, help me out. OK, help me help you by getting your room now. OK, we're going to be sold out at this conference and I cannot get the hotel to let me put more people in the room if the room only holds a certain number. So please, please help me help you if you're coming. And I know you're coming. I know you not going to miss the sixth annual Healthy Churches 2020 conference, November 19th to the 22nd in Charlotte. Oh, man, it's going to be a time in Charlotte. It's, we're going to be talking about the best of the best because the bomb in Gilead, it is where public health and faith connect. Right. It is where public health and faith connect. So at this conference, some of the most renowned public health leaders 
and faith leaders come together to network, to talk about how we're going to stop the onslaught of death, chronic diseases in our community, about our, among our women, our brothers, and our children. We got a lot of work to do. And we want every church, every church serving black people, every church who preaching Jesus to black folk, we need to have a health ministry. As we are teaching Jesus, the healing power of Jesus, the healing power of Holy Ghost, we need to get some action going and everybody needs a health ministry. We got a lot of work to do. And I need you to join me because it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I need every church to help me. Please help me by establishing a health ministry. We're going to help each other. We have seminars going on here at the Barman Gilead, trainings all year round. Listen, we are, you are a bomb in Gilead. I'm telling you, it's Thursday. And that's why I'm talking so much. Because it's Dr. P on the pod. Yay! Our guest today is Julius Turner. And Juju, we affectionately, because you know we love on Juju. Juju is sitting here with me, and I'm excited about having a conversation with this young brother, just uh, just a, a brother after my heart. He is a 10 year cancer survivor, a 10 year cancer survivor. And you know, we don't get the opportunity to talk to brothers young brothers who are cancer survivors. You know, we get to talk to women a lot, but brothers who are cancer survivors, we don't, so this is a rare occasion, and I'm just just excited and honored to have Juju on the mic with me today. And um, Juju, you know, just thank you. Thank you for staying alive, first of all. Just thank you for staying alive. Well, praise God for that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> T- listen, tell us, because you know you're here, you're my productive, Production, uh, Dr. P on the pod, production manager, whatever we call you. We, you, we, you my ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. P on the pod production team. Um, tell us what you, because you know you've lived these 10 years. You've lived through, you know, your battle with cancer. Tell us all the things that you know our listeners need to hear today. Well, number one, thank you for having me on here to to share this with uh people because people need to know that we are human and we're not invincible. And I, at that stage when I was diagnosed, I thought I could uh, be invincible, you know, didn't have to go to the doctor, get checked, anything like that. You know, I just thought I'd just go on with my life. I can do whatever I want to do, eat what I want to eat and not get rest. And I was just on top of the world, you know, but Mm -hmm. it it catches up with you, you know. Uh, you know, God has put alarm systems in our bodies where when things start going wrong, warning signs hit. But nine times out of ten, we ignore them. Most people ignore them, you know. I'm like, okay, I'll take some aspirin, you know, here and there, had it go away, you know, I'm fine. But there's something deeper going on that we don't pay attention to. So with me, my, my biggest thing was, uh, you know, Go to the hospital, get checked. And I was afraid to go at that time, not because I was scared of a diagnosis, but I was 
scared of the bill because I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have insurance yeah, at the you time. scared of the money it was going to cost the gold yes. right? right that's real I was like wow so I didn't have insurance at the time and you know that prevented me from going in uh, and I just was like uh, something's going on it's getting worse and I remember I was I was taking baths because my head was hurting so bad and I was just soaked in the bathtub and my wife was like, look, you got to go to the doctor. And I still kept trying to put it off. Then one day it just got so bad, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm not going to worry about the bill. I'm not going to worry about anything. And so I lived not too far from uh, one of the local hospitals. And it was amazing because all this time I knew it was it was, it was trials going on for me because my car had broken down. So, oh, Lord, so more I, money. So I, I didn't have any transportation to get to the hospital. My wife had the other vehicle and she was at work. So I was probably about, I don't know, maybe a mile or two from the hospital. And for some reason, it's, it, this was the hottest day of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Lord, I don't even care. So I just started walking, started to walking to the hospital. And let me tell you, it felt like eternity walking to the hospital. I was, I, I just didn't know how sick I was, you know. So I walked to the hospital, and this this is another part of the story, too. So I remember when I got to the hospital, I went through the emergency double doors, and then it just broke out raining really hard as soon as I got to the hospital and the lady who was at the um the check-in she was like I guess she could tell that I looked bad Mm -hmm. and she was like get him in the back (laughs) I mean I didn't do no paperwork nothing they were just like get him in the back And, and I guess they could tell that I you know I was really pale because at the time, I didn't know that my, my hemoglobin level was like 4.5. So my my heart organs and stuff were just working overtime, you know, trying to uh, trying to pump blood. Sick and, <laughs> the, walking, an, sick and, and walking a half a mile in the heat, walking a, in the southern I'm heat. I'm telling you. <laughs> so uh, that was the Holy Ghost that carried you to the nothing hospital. Nothing but the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. And, you know, and so the hospital that I was at, that wasn't they didn't specialize in in cancer. They knew I had it, but they didn't specialize in it, so they ended up transferring me to another hospital that specialized in it. And so, you know, all this time I'm still worrying about money. How much this gonna cost? How much this gonna cost? <laughs> right. So that was my biggest thing. And then I remember when my, my dad came up there, he came to visit me and he said, Son, don't worry about the bill. That's what he told me. Don't worry about the bill. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, daddy. <laughs> so because I knew I had to take that that stress off of me to, mm-hmm. to focus on. Your health. The, right. And that was, you know, and I didn't want to add to that. And so, you know, getting to the hospital, once I got transferred and stuff, you know, had my family, all my siblings and my mom and dad, my wife, you know, uh, I had that time I was had two children my my youngest son at the time he was only a couple months old so at that time they gathered around remember the the nurse uh the doctor came in and she's she came to explain you know the situation of having cancer and uh leukemia aml and she was like it's it's really fast acting it's acute so it's moving through your body fast and we got to 
hit it with strong chemo and we got to do it. I forgot how many doses I did. It's been 10 years now. And then uh, we got to put some blood in you. So had so I can't even count how many transfusions I had. Wow. It it was so many, and because uh, my my blood was so low, and then with the uh, leukemia, because it was uh, eating all the healthy blood cells. So uh, of course with the chemo, then being in the hospital at that point too, you know, it's like how can you get sick? In the hospital, you know, so I end up catching pneumonia in the hospital. In the hospital, I end up catching aspergillus in the hospital. In the hospital, and it it started in my lungs, and then it spread to my liver. Oh my lord! <laughs> in, in the hospital. <laughs> so I remember, um, you know. The the first day I had gotten transferred to the the new hospital. This is this is the love and support that you know that pours out from people that you uh, that you just been a blessing to for years and years. So and I remember this and it's so amazing. <clears throat> but I was in the hospital room and the visitors started coming and the nurse was telling me she's like, "There's a line of visitors out in the hallway and there's more downstairs in the waiting room." Wow downstairs <laughs> I was I, that's how I was I was blown away that the support that the people once they found out you know what I was b- battling with that they came out to support me and to you see me blessing. yeah and 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 the good thing was I was still alive <laughs> they were coming to your funeral yes <laughs> they was coming to see about you see yes. about you yes mm. and may, I the, said, may the work you, I've Lord. done speak for me it was that's speaking right. brother that's it was right. speaking yes that's indeed right. And, you know, and it's just always good to treat people right, Mm -hmm. you know, because you never know when you're going to need people, you know. And I'm just I'm just thankful for my family, my wife, especially, you know, she you know, we just had a a couple months old child, you know, and we had a two year old at the time, too. And so it's like all of a sudden everything was just shifted on her. How long did you battle this? Oh my goodness. Let's see. I was in the hospital for almost 2 months straight at the time. I couldn't work and then you know, you know how disability rolls. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it is so amazing, you know, cuz uh I think they put you on a waiting period for like 6 months. Right. You right, know, right. and then So what was that turning point, you know? Um, the, the turning point, um, was basically, I would say like doing, um, the bone marrow, um, they wanted to do the bone marrow transplant on me. And so they had to test my siblings out to see if they were a match. And I have at, at the time I had seven siblings. So it was so funny because none of them matched. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, not one. I said, am I adopted or what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So nobody matched me. And it was it was just crazy. So, you know, just putting my faith in God, the doctors were like, well, we're just not going to worry about it. You know, you, your body seems to be getting better. So we're just not going to worry about it. And, you know, and, and this is another thing that that helped me through the turning point. My wife, my sisters, my mom, they put, because like uh, 
everything that I was going through affected my vision, so I couldn't read as well. My vision was blurry and stuff. So what they end up doing, they put all these scriptures on poster boards and stuff, and they, they put it all on the walls in the hospital room. Yeah, so I could see and be reminded of the Word of God. And my mom, I remember my mom even got me um, audio CD of the Bible that I could hear the scriptures and be reminded of the Word of God. And so these are the things that helped in my turning point to get better because my mind had to be transformed. It had, right. to, it had to change. That's right. That's you know? right. That's right. And, and I'll have talks constantly you know, with my father and, and some of my good friends. And, you know, they'd be like, well, look, if you want to get better, you got to change your mindset. You got to start walking. You got to get out this bed. You got to start exercising. You got to want to get better. And I wanted to get better. And I was creeping up on my birthday, too. Mm. And I was like, I want to be home. How old by were my you birthday. 10 years ago, Juju? Oh, my goodness. 10 years ago, I was 34. Wow. Yes. Wow. 34, yes. Wow, man. Yeah. 34 and going through this life-altering yes. experience. Yes. Wow. Ain't God good? God is Ooh, amazing. Oh, my Lord. You know, you are, we are watching this movie. Uh, everybody's now, on, is now available on digital breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you are a living breakthrough. I you am. know, you I are am. a living breakthrough. And same, yes. you know, the same concept where a mother, you know what I mean? comes and just just pours scripture and pours yeah. the healing power of the Holy Ghost into yes. her son just yes. like yours did and here you are 10 years later you know just got back from Orlando yes. hanging out <laughs> at the park yes. just having a you know it's just oh God is a God is just awesome yes. Juju. And, and let me add this in there too hanging out the, at the park with my four children because now you got some more got some more because they <laughs> told me that I wouldn't have any more children uh-huh. and here I am two daughters later <laughs> <laughs> oh Juju we thank God for you we yes. thank God for you we thank God thank for you. your for your testimony and we thank God for all of you who got a testimony today you know we whether you are still on your your sick bed or whether you are up and running and and just praising God we all got a testimony yes. and it's just good to share your testimony because sometimes you know our faith get a little wobbly and it's the testimony of the righteous that can wake somebody up Mm -hmm. and get them moving and get them moving we just thank god for the testimony amen amen to that saints i'm here to tell you i hope you have enjoyed this time with uh juju we know him as Julius Turner, but in our hearts, we just call him, hey, Juju. <laughs> we just love Juju, and you can see why we love Juju. And Juju's going to be with us uh, at the conference. So if you really want to see Juju in person, you need to come on down to Health and Churches 2020. Everybody's going to be there. Why not you? Listen, it's Thursday, and it's Dr. P on the pod. We're going to be right here next Thursday this time, and we're going to have something new and different and exciting. But the one constant of this day and the next day is the power of the Holy Ghost. Just let it move through you. Let it activate your soul, whatever you're going through. Mm. And I know some brothers and sisters are going through some troubling times right now, but I want you to know, I don't care what you're going through. (laughs) 
you better hold on to this idea that there's always and will always be a bomb in Gilead. God bless you. I'm out. It's Dr. P on the pod.